This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. He didn't uh, get him to spin his tires that good that time. I'm just watching me. Don't quit watching me. I ain't going to race. Tell him I just want to get clear. Second. You're now listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Check out Dale Jr.'s signature Dirty Mo' sunglasses from Spy at spyoptic.com. Hey, everybody. It's Dale Jr. Uh, sitting outside the bus, just getting ready to go in and change. Um right after the race here. The car was good. We just didn't, you know, didn't have enough for the four, I don't think. And when it came down to that last stop, we did, you know, we took four tires, or we took two tires and he took, you know, four. A lot of guys took four, I think. But we, um, I like the, I like the, I like the gamble. I don't, I don't think it was the wrong call. We weren't gonna drive up here and pass that four. And hell, you know, you never know when you put two tires on and take off, it might be faster, so. We just, I like, I like taking that chance. I don't think it was a bad call. Plus, I back the crew chief, everything he wants to do. He sees the race from a different vantage point than I do, so I'm always going to back him. But he's, you know, he, uh, Greg's doing a great job. The cars are fast. Uh, we finished first, second, second last year, but we did that on luck. We ran about, you know, eighth or ninth all, all race long last year at Vegas. This and and lucked around with strategy and got up there and finished second. This time we raced up there. So you can see the cars are better, and I think that uh, our team is really in good shape. We're having some good, consistent stops. We've got a lot of new guys. I've talked about that. we got a lot of new guys on that team, and they're doing a good job. They seem to be gelling really well together, and uh, I'm ready to get them, get them drunk after a win because I'm ready to win one. So uh, I was wanting that to be today, but unfortunately we just didn't, didn't have enough at, at four, man. He was pretty fast. I seen he had some weaknesses, but he was, he was pretty dang strong. So, another another good note, solid uh, solid qualifying again for another week. If y'all, I know y'all remember, we haven't been great qualifying over the last several years, and just didn't know what was wrong. Never found anything that worked. But over the last uh, two weeks, we've been real comfortable. We've had good speed. It's we just want to get into that last round. That helps us choose a better, you know, a real good pit stall, and uh, makes the race all a lot easier to call when you start toward the front. So that's been a that's been a you know pleasant surprise I guess. Just looking forward to uh, taking a couple days and and thinking about what we did and what we what we need to do better and we'll go on to the next one. Should have uh, should have another couple good cars. Hopefully your car will be good in Phoenix and and Fontana's a race I've been really looking forward to trying to win. Can't can't wait to get out there and see what kind of speed and comfort we got. I really enjoy racing around that track with the grooves and multi grooves it has. So we'll see you guys later. Hope you enjoy the download. Good stuff from Dale Earnhardt Jr. here on uh, the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Mrs. Amanda Wolfmeyer is back. We are pumped about that. Mike Davis in the house as always. And our man Adam Jordan our is man. in the house today. That's right. From uh, Taylor Zarzer as well. And uh, we'll look forward to Reaction Theater a little bit later on. Adam, it's good to see you, man. Um, for years, I've been trying to get you on the podcast because you've been such a big supporter. And for some reason, Mike Davis would never call you. I'm just kidding. No, but Mike, Mike uh, obviously wanted to have you on, and we're glad to have you in studio, my friend. I was—I mean, we're about to have words right now. I, was like, wait, wait, wait. Not, I don't know how I remember it. <laughs> I remember Adam saying that he was not going to come on. He refused. Oh wait, no, that's not how. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was surprised because he 
said I had a lot of knowledge about this. I was, you know, I mean, I, I do whatever it takes to get yeah, you in the studio, the and then we let you, we expose you once you get in here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to be exposed, I guess. <laughs> no. Well, you have uh, for years uh, on uh, pit road come up and talk about uh, how much you've enjoyed the download, which I've always appreciated, and. Certainly, you are a very valuable member of that 88 team, and uh, the crew has done such a great job through the start of this season, and obviously the last few years you guys are riding a lot of momentum, and certainly want to get your perspective today on a, a bunch of different things, but let's piggyback off one thing that Junior's talked about, and that's just uh, how thrilled he is with uh, the first three weeks of the season. Obviously, you guys want to get wins. Uh, Junior wants to get everybody drunk, <laughs> uh, but third, third, and fourth, when you had every chance to finish first, first, and first is what it's all about. Yeah, definitely. And I think going off that from, you know, we're obviously carrying momentum from last year. I think it's one of his best years in Ever. 10 years of racing. Or, yeah, I mean, four wins. He hasn't done that in 10 years. Right. Um, so I think we carry that even with new pieces. Our core group, um, we got some new pit crew members. And, of course, our crew chief and car chief's new. But our crew, our core group has been together for a while. And I think that says a lot, too. Um with the new people coming in, he felt comfortable because he there was a lot of phases he saw for practice and all that. And then confidence goes a long ways, and I think That's we're right. still showing that. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, the man's confident. He's the most confident he's ever been. And you talk about new crew chief and car chief, but the crew chief he was familiar with because he worked here, and the car chief is returning back to his original home uh, on the 88 Cup team. Travis yeah. Mack, he's back. What's it like having Mack back? It's awesome. You know, I started with them in 2011. Or 2012 was my first year, and Travis Mack was a front-end mechanic. So we got to know each other, and it's nice having him back because he's really passionate about winning, um, building you know good race cars, and uh, believing that Dell Jr. is the best driver. Because I think we all believe that, and that shows some success too. We should actually say what you do specifically oh, yeah. for the team. Right, yeah. That's probably important. That probably right? help, right? Tell us what you do. All right, so I'm the <laughs> interior mechanic or specialist. You can say it many different ways. But basically... I um just take care of Dale, make sure he stays safe, um, he's comfortable, his AC works, which is huge, <laughs> he has water under, you know, to drink, something to eat during the race, the whole nine yards, but I make sure uh, he just stays comfortable. I mean, you're like the closest thing to a PR guy that's still a mechanic. Y- yeah, I don't, is that a compliment? Yeah, of course it is, right? Okay. You didn't take it that way? Well, <laughs> I won't take it that way. I like all these uh, things he's doing inside the car. Do you put CDs in there for him, too? I mean, if well, they could. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, we I did rig up a thing for a test where he can plug in his phone into the radio cord and it plays his music through his helmet. Unfortunately, that's not race approved, right. which might be a good thing because then he would never listen to us. Should but, we yeah. clarify and say that that's not why he's actually on track? Like, that's when he's sitting in the car. Yeah, completely sitting in the you know, yeah. he's not. Yeah. Rocking out to well, and, and the whole reason we're that, that's <laughs> yeah, not right. He doesn't do that reason, when he's sitting in the car. <laughs> the whole reason that's not approved is because our man Kislowski would tweet while he's going 200 miles an hour. You're right. So we'll blame yeah, Brad right. for that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Good. Point. Uh, but well, I mean that that is really it, it's fascinating. All your responsibilities inside that car, obviously, that are so incredibly important to the race, and and we'll be talking a lot more about that. In fact, we Mike wanted, in all seriousness, wanted to bring you in today because of. Uh, this track bar adjustment stuff that is just blowing my mind. Yeah. Uh, the the fact that, that to me it, it's just blowing my mind that now Dale Junior is in charge of track bar adjustments, or all co- or drivers <laughs> are, for uh, for that matter. And we're going to play some clips here 
in just a second. Uh, Mike, before we do that, I mean, just a lot of things to address here. First of all, at the beginning, I know some people are going to get worked up, you know, because Junior's saying he's not going to race the four. Come on. No no driver in the history of the world could have raced the four yesterday. I mean, that guy was in his own lane. That car was an absolute rocket ship. The best car won the race, uh, which, you know, nobody ever has a problem with. Uh, Junior in the 88 team had one of the – I think they had the second best car on the track. Uh, but let's just be honest here. Unless, like Junior said, we're going to get some crazy advantage on a restart or you're going to make some big-time gamble that pays off on pit road with tires – uh, the four was going to win that race. I don't, I don't think six tires would have done uh, <laughs> right. d- done the job, to be honest with you. I think the only way you were going to beat him is take a little chance. And that, from what I gathered over the last couple of years of doing this, uh, you know, on Dirty Mo' Radio, that seems to be what people want out of our team. To, if you see an opportunity to go after it, especially if you don't think you're the best one out there and there's somebody that's in between, you know, what can you do to try to get that advantage another way? And I saw that what they did uh, on Sunday was exactly that. It didn't work out for them, and they lost a couple spots. But I think the difference between second and fourth or mm-hmm. second and anything is really not not that big a difference in Dale Jr.'s mind because he wanted to go after the win. Yeah. Uh, and you weren't going to beat Harvick. Now, I will say this. A lot of people speak in hindsight. And they're like, oh, but Kevin said he had a tire problem. And I, my answer to that is you cannot – Formulate your strategy based on an assumption or a the mm. off chance that a driver right. has a tire problem in yes. the last ten laps or a re- you can't base your strategy off. Here's what we're going to do, Dale. Yeah, you're going to come in. We're going to take two tires and we're going to hope that Kevin has a tire problem. Which, by the way, he didn't. I mean, it, it obviously didn't. It didn't play out. That he, way. he felt he some vibration. kind of vibration, right. but he didn't. It, it turned out it wasn't a tire right. going down. That right. being said, you can't formulate your own strategy based off that. It's easy to sit there and speculate in hindsight that, oh, yeah, you should have done this, but I don't think it mattered in the end. I think the team did what they thought they could do. They yeah. lost a couple spots, but in turn, that car ran stupid fast. It was really good. He's got three straight top fives to start the season. I'm not sure we could ask for anything. That, Amen anything to that. I, I completely agree with what you just said. And, and Adam, that, that seems to be the philosophy. Look, we've got to try something different. You know, if we take four tires, we're still going to be two seconds behind this guy. We've got to try something else. Well, and let's, let's talk about Harvick real quick. One, this is his sixth race that he's finished first or second. Unbelievable. Right. I mean, he's, he's got the momentum from last year as well. And the great thing about that for us is it makes us work that much harder because we still we like we still need to learn. And I always think it's awesome that you know a couple of years ago they would be trying to fight for top tens, and now we're finishing third, fourth, second, and we're all frustrated. We're all mad because we're not winning. Hmm. But we're, I think we're putting you know giving him top three cars, and you know how races go; anything can happen. But we're in a position to win every race, That's right. which says a long ways, you know. So I think at that point we did it um, because it gave us a shot to win the race, mm-hmm. and we knew that if it didn't work out, it's not like we're going to finish fifteenth. Like it was a gamble, even without having a win under our belt and being in the chase and all that. You just got to take them gambles because, I mean, it's hard to win these races, especially when Harvick's. Done uh, that, and it hasn't been done in nine, since 1996, I think. Right. That's it, it. It was 96. Uh, it, he's in his own hemisphere right now, and kudos to them. That's, that, that, that doesn't speak to anybody else's uh, a lack of effort. It speaks to that they've hit on something, mm-hmm. and it's cyclical. They'll have their moment when they come back down to earth, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will ask you this, though, Adam. 
and I said this to Taylor uh, yesterday. We were talking on the phone, and I'm like, I didn't have a problem with the two-tire call. The one thing that I noticed is that they bring him in for two tires, and after the tire change is complete, you keep him there to get enough fuel in. How many seconds did they stay to get that extra fuel in? Because at what point does it say, well, if you're going to stay there, why don't you go ahead and change lefts too? Does that make sense? Because what I, what I saw come out was that when Dale Jr. returned to the track, Kevin wasn't nearly as far behind him as what I guess we hoped. You know what I mean? Because he passed him pretty quick. And so was it the extra fuel that we took in that sort of neutralized that? Or was it just that he was that much faster? Well, I mean, he, at that point he had a really fast car. And we look at it as far as the math goes. Um, we needed 11 gallons, mm. which it takes longer than a two-tire stop, but only a second longer. Okay. So okay. a four-tire stop would have took an extra five seconds. Okay. We were two seconds behind him on the track when we made that pit stop. So we knew we were saving four seconds over a four-tire stop, even waiting on gas. So that's why when we came out, we had a two-second lead. Well, at that point, yeah, he has four fresher tires, and if he goes green – he has a good chance of passing us. But if you get immediate caution, well, then the tires go through a cycle. The car changes. You have a, still a shot to get a mm-hmm. win. Right. So I think that's why we made that gamble, just because of the time. We knew we were only two seconds behind him. If we took two tires and he took four, we would have a couple seconds on him. I mean, that explains it, Taylor. No, it really does, and it's fascinating to listen to that because you can just imagine all that communication that's going on with uh, you guys uh, uh, before that last stop and trying to determine all of that. But, I, you know, it's funny because, Mike, I was with you. Uh, it, it made a lot of sense. You know, man, it seems like five or six seconds go by on each side of the car. So, uh, But that does, as you explained, if it's only going to take one additional second to get that 11th gallon in, then obviously you, you go for the gamble. And Junior liked the gamble. Right. Well, I mean, I, it was, and and, and at, look, at the end of the day, like you said, nobody knew about the vibration or whatever, but you got to try something different. When the class of the field is clearly proving that they're the class of the field. you got to try something different. So I don't fault anyone for the decision that they made there. Hey, listen, the moral of the story is uh, the racing at the front every week is what people want. You definitely want wins. But the fact that this team is contending, leading laps every single week is a good sign. One last thing I want to ask you, Adam, before we play some clips here. He mentioned qualifying. I love how he said, don't know if y'all uh, remember this, but we yeah. hadn't been that good at qualifying here yeah. in the last few years. I think they noticed. <laughs> in case anybody didn't notice, we hadn't been so good at qualifying the last couple of years. Adam, what's changed here? Because every day the 88 has been at the track, and I mean every day in Daytona, uh, the few days in Atlanta, the few days in Las Vegas, you guys have competed at the very top of the charts, practice, qualifying, and the race. What's changed? Uh, confidence, and I'm going to give you a little bit of insight that oh. maybe nobody knows. Oh, yes. 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 So last year we struggled with qualifying. So we, we made that. It, yeah. <laughs> we did, at the yeah, end. That's not, that's not <laughs> yeah. breaking news. Stevie made a deal with us that if we made it into the third round of qualifying, we got a team dinner. Oh, I remember this. Which for us, food. Oh, yeah. It's huge. It's a thinner. Right. So, now, now, hold on. Was Davis uh, allowed to eat if y'all got into the third round of qualifying also? Taylor, not only that, but I'm going to tell you something. I started getting back on the road, and qualifying all of a sudden started picking up. You I'm know not what? saying got, why. I'm, I'm just, just telling you. I, 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 well, I'm also going to say this, and you look you look better, but I, I'm going to say towards the end of the year when you were out on the road, I, I noticed that you packed down a few pounds. Listen, we qualified. So, uh, listen, <laughs> and I'm not even saying polls or top fives. If we qualified 11th, 
Baby, we're going to dinner now. It's like a celebration. <laughs> I don't understand why Mike Davis was included in these meals, but go ahead, Adam. So, because so, they needed the reservation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stevie, like, all right. So, Davis, check this out. I think we're uh, feeling a little like Mexican tonight. Oh and then, so next thing you know, you're trying to find a Mexican restaurant in Loud, New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds yeah, dangerous. That's true. That's right. <laughs> that is right. <laughs> um, Anyways, go ahead. Yeah. So that, I think that carried on. Now, granted, we uh, haven't really got the dinners. This year, we, we we did after Vegas because we gave Greg so much crap about it. Yeah, but, like um, come on, dude. Yeah, yeah this has got to carry over. But I think it's for us. It gives us something like, I mean, obviously you want to qualify all the way, you know, well all the time, no matter if there's a incentive or not an incentive. But I think it gave all of us pumped up. And Dale was like, even when we qualified, when we get into the third round, we all cheer, mm-hmm. and people were like, "What are they doing? Like they got to be weird." Yeah. And Dale made the this comment, "Doesn't happen much." Yeah, no, Dale made the them. comment. He's <laughs> like, "Man, I get pumped up for that," and I. Don't go to the dinners all the time. Like, that makes me excited, you know? So, it's more than that. But I right. think carrying it over, car set up, Greg's, you know, really smart. Kevin's really smart. New Only drink holder, drink. probably. Yeah, definitely that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. All that, I think, plays a big difference. And I think really his confidence knowing that he can actually qualify. That's play. really interesting. And sure uh, I was wondering why I saw you doing a cartwheel in Atlanta. Yeah, there you and go. When you guys got to the third round and you tried to reenact, uh, what was his name? Dwayne Wayne from White Men Can't Jump. We going Sizzler. We going Sizzler. I, I was wondering what that was. You just went back to like 1991 or something. Heck yeah, right? man. I, was, I got a lot of things here like in my Adam arsenal. was probably like four or five probably. I mean, hey, I, come on now. We going Sizzler. Well, yeah. yeah. That was, uh, that, was a, that was a great line. I don't know why I didn't get an Academy Award. but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, that, that's fascinating, though, and, and obviously there's extra incentive, but that does build camaraderie, and you guys clearly have uh, plenty of that. All right. Let's, uh, Amanda, we've got to play some track bar. Yeah. Uh, I, I, w- I really want Adam to explain what we're, yeah. what we're hearing. I, I don't know about you, Amanda. This stuff blows my mind. The fact that Dale Jr. is pushing buttons, <laughs> changing the track bar, and then getting on the radio saying, I just made a track bar adjustment, scares the fire out of me, for I think one. it blew his mind at first. <laughs> yeah, you can tell. You can tell. All right, well, let's play this clip, and then let's talk to Adam about it. Uh, he is he wants, like, a, a confirmation or a reaffirmation here uh, of that he has made the right decision with the track bar. Let's hear it. Work that track bar at all? Yeah, four tenths. I'm going back to zero. I'll let you work on the car. Unless you want me to make the adjustment back to zero, correct? Then I'm going to make an air pressure adjustment here. I hope I just made the right decision here. Please confirm immediately. That's basically the first thing I got out of that, Adam. But uh, I don't. How are you guys reacting to all this? Well, I think it's a tool that one we're all not used to during the race, and he's really not. And I think it scares him more than it does us because we know what it's going to do. And it, and you know he's used, he's made some comments like in Daytona that he doesn't really look at things in the car. He looks out the windshield, and that's it. So and sometimes out the rear, sometimes yeah, right. out the rear. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> for us to give him a display to show where his track bar is, I think it kind of you know like he's not really used to looking at that and being like, oh, that's where my track bar is, and right. I can move it. So hmm. he just, uh, I guess, was um, really fine tuning it, and he was dropping it down because the track was going really loose, and that really helps you through the run and. As the race went on, he learned that that adjustment could help him out even more and more. And I'll elaborate later about the race and mm-hmm. how he ended and how it really helped him. Okay. All right. Well, Mike, let's play this uh, other clip because uh, uh, the uh, Greg uh, tells him about the changes Jimmy Johnson made. Track bar down, step ten. Step four. Forty-eight car head. There's down one and a half. One point five. My goodness. 
Okay, I feel better about it. And don't be scared. We'll, uh, we'll keep on tuning this thing up. It'll be right. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me chuckle, but uh, for, my goodness. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, there's all sorts of four-letter words I might throw out, <laughs> you know. You know, my goodness. Uh, so he, he was obviously calm and collected uh, during that. But uh, you guys are obviously you're comparing things with 48. I'm sure you're keeping notes on 24 and the 5. And, and who knows, maybe other people too, Adam, to see what kind of changes they're making. Yeah, definitely. I think we all pay attention to that, which helps. And at that point, um, that's when Jimmy got the lead. And we had a caution and we were talking about that. And the track was going really, 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 really loose. And I think Dale was scared to keep going more because he didn't want to mess up. I mean, he knew he had a good car. Like, right. we knew he had a top three car. And he was afraid that if he adjusted it too much and the track bar thing failed, what would happen? Or, you know, like, I, hard to tell what all, you know, would run through his mind, you know, because he's just not used to it. And that point seven is, like, three quarters. So it's an actual, you know, inch to decimal. Which is know. significant. Yeah, which is a big change. Well, I think just the track was moving that far loose that you could go down as far as you want to tighten you up and it would help you. And I think he was afraid to do that, but once he learned the 48 did that, that helped him later down in the race when he was really, really loose the last run. He just kept dropping it and dropping it to help him finish the race. Is this the type of thing, this might be a dumb question, but can you only adjust this when you're under caution? Can you adjust, do you adjust it when you're on pit road? When can you actually adjust it if you're Dale Jr.? He can do it in the middle of the corner. Okay. Like he, so so if, if he's so timid about one, you know, if he's afraid he's going to dial his car out, can he just not dial it back in? You can, which, you know. Um, well, see, land, I guess he's still discovering this. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Which you think it's easy, like you put it down, doesn't work, you put it back up. Right. You don't like the radio station, you change it to a new radio that, station, that, right? That blows my mind. Well, you notice he said he could, but I'm not so sure they want him to do that while he's in the corner. <laughs> yeah, we would much rather him do it on the straightaway. And I think he's yeah. still playing. You know, like like we said, it's still a learning game. He's still learning how that can help him through a race and how he can change that. And and another thing that's great about it, if it does fail, we still have the option to make them adjustments on pit road. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, yeah, so right. like it's still we still have the track bar hole. Right. It, you know, we can still turn it with the rear tire carrier whole nine yards. And you will hear him in a couple clips – I'm not sure if we're going to play one about him resetting it after okay. he made it on a run. Well, we're mainly doing that is because we're coming down pit road and we're making adjustments. So you don't want to, like, unless he tells Greg where he's at, like right. sometimes he did, mm. you don't want him having the track bar half-inch low and we're making an adjustment on a we'll half-inch low. let you guys low. deal with it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's still kind of wanting us to play in our yeah. hands. Like, he resets it every run. We adjust the car to make it better. And then if it's still bad, he uses the track bar to help him out even more. Taylor, I don't even know if you guys know this. And, Adam, uh, I was listening to PRN, uh, PRN's broadcast at the beginning of the race, and the funniest thing happened between Jimmy Johnson and Chad Ganaus. Jimmy had been adjusting his, right? Mm-hmm. And the car wasn't good. This is like the very first run. And Chad says, okay, first thing. And like without even being told that he was adjusting it, he goes, all right, Put your track bar back to zero or back to wherever it started before they started making adjustments on it. Uh, Chad just automatically knew that that thing was being fiddled with, and he told him to go ahead and get that back to where they started so he knew how to adjust to make the car better. Pretty good. Good stuff uh, this week uh, explaining all of that. We got to have Adam back uh, all the time, but we can't let him. We can't let him go yet. We he got a lot know of things this. to go. He doesn't know this, but he just worked himself into a full time role. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what I was thinking. <laughs> 
That's good stuff. Um, all right, uh, we coming up in just a minute. We have the uh, Take a Nation segment. But uh, hey, Mike, do you know what would make these angry Junior Nation fans happy again? Tell me, Taylor. The Happy Lens. Oh, they need a they need a couple of those. Yeah, it, a pair of spy sunglasses with the Happy Lens. And if you haven't experienced their Happy Lens yet, you need to go online to spyoptic.com and check out Dale's signature spy 88 collection it includes the dirty mo mccoy quanta general and pharaoh for the ladies inner discount code daytona well are we still doing daytona i guess that's the way we want it at checkout and receive 20 percent <laughs> off of your purchase i feel like the wheels are coming off yeah made us back <laughs> yeah there you go uh all right so let's call reaction theater Wow, what the freak is wrong with Junior Nation today? I don't think they had enough adult beverages or maybe too many. Or maybe just pushing that clock ahead now where they lost their sleep and are cranky, cranky, cranky. My God, you know, great guys made a call. He went for two. It didn't work. Junior was happy. I don't get it. We're doing great. Greg Ives is doing great. Junior's doing great. The team is doing great. Let's just have a few more drinks and uh, be happy. Get your sleep. Three beers. Bye. (laughs) I think that's terrific advice. Yeah. I think everybody should be fired up about what they've seen so far in the season. Very fired up. Don't be cranky. Is the three beer limit for fans or us? Is that what was that towards? Is that it depends on the situation. I, mean, uh, I would recommend in the pits there be a three beer limit. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Who's next? I just hated to hear Dale Jr. say today that it didn't matter if you come in second, third, fourth, fifth, eighth. It didn't matter. That was crazy just taking two tires. He had a second place car today, and taking two tires couldn't do nothing but make it worse. I don't know why in the world they called that. Uh, second place is what he had. That's what he should have kept with. Points matter at the end of the season. It matters all through the season. You know, guys, I think we've we've said enough about this. Uh, I love the attitude. I love what he said on pit road to Fox after the race. We got plenty uh, a second and thirds and top fives and everything. We need wins. Let's do what we can to try to win the race. That move was done to try to win the race. I have no problem with it. Also, I, w- I will say this. I, did, I guess – it didn't really need to be explained, or I guess we feel like it doesn't need to be explained when you when, when Junior alludes to something like that. Obviously, he knows there is a mathematical difference. Even I know there's a mathematical difference in second place and fourth place in points, although it's not that much. That being said, clearly he's talking about trophies, right? I mean, mm. if, unless you win second, third, and fourth, fifth, it doesn't matter because you don't get hardware to take home and you don't get to have that good drunk that he uh, talked about. Yeah at the beginning of this show, and that's what he's talking about. Is that self-explanatory? I mean, it, it, every driver says that, right? Yeah, yeah. everybody yeah. wants to win. And then I think a lot of people's reactions would be different if we took two tires and did win. That's right. Oh, no doubt about it. Oh, oh, we went for it. I love that we went for it. Yeah. Everybody, let me just tell you, I can only speak from experience, okay? But on my Twitter timeline, nobody had a problem with it until he was passed. <laughs> that's it. Fact. This is great. This is the move to win. The- God, I hated that move. Yeah, yeah. stupid. You All know, right. so. Who's next? Casey Kane, you overrated, pretty boy, punk ass little. <laughs> learn to restart. You held up Junior more than once. Get out of the way. Be a team player and know your place and your role. Quit being <laughs> a little. <laughs> see you later, Dale. Yeah, great top five. I'm sober, but just pissed. Bye. <laughs> Man, wow, Kane feeling it this week. What? Know your place, know your role. <laughs> that, that, that's the best part. 
Yeah, Casey, you're not trying to win a championship or qualify. You're here for everyone else. Yeah, I don't think that's the way it works. Oh, well. Yeah. Sober, huh? I don't think uh, those guys on the five team uh, subscribe to that. All right, who's next? Three top fives to start the year. Earnhardt Jr. Passing car store bumper clear. All the Dahlia Day. Jimmy Johnson crashed. Tyreek's freaky fast. Oh, Took two tires, lost that bet, but we'll get up another day. No beers, but I do have a cold. <laughs> <laughs> cold medicine, that'll get you to the same place. you got to give them some points for creativity. If I was can, almost... If you can sing and rhyme, I'm going to put you on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just so there you know. You go. That's an automatic. That's an there automatic. You go. Amanda has given you part of the qualifications <laughs> to getting on Reaction Theater. I almost thought Jimmy was going to go in the stands and start cheering when he went had to go to the garage, just to be funny, you know, because he loves he he loves to play the blame JJ game and get on the same side as the fans. Hey, uh, what about last week? Uh, the caller that said that uh, you know when is Junior going to be deserving enough to get Jimmy Johnson's car and his luck? Right. Are we singing that same to- song this week? Yeah. That guy Jimmy hit the had, wall so many times. He had plenty of bad luck yeah. on Sunday. All right, who's next? Am I the only dude from Junior Nation that understands why we took two tires? I'd rather take a gamble than take four tires and run second. I mean, what the f-? I mean, hell, it's like Junior said, you ain't going to go up there and drive by that four. I knew when they come out that road, took them two tires. I said, hell yeah, take get a little clean air, get through traffic, caution free. Hey, we might pull away. But then we learned how really strong the four was. We knew he was strong, but then we really knew. Everybody's bashing Greg eyes. That's why he's on the pit box, and that's why we're calling a reaction there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. Mighty big great guy to call in in Reaction Theater. <laughs> that's right, and disguise his voice yeah. and everything. He plays that redneck role really well. I got to tell you, Adam, man, that four, I mean, I know it's been six straight weeks of this guy just at a, at a, in a different zone, but that what we saw in Las Vegas to me might be the best ex- example of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's doing stuff that it's really hard to do. I don't, I don't think, and I guess people just need to give him some credit because it's really, really hard. Like, nowadays – the competition is so close yeah. that what he's doing, it's incredible. So, I mean, I give him props, uh, but I hope we beat him still. Heck, yeah. That Let's junior motorsport seat time has really paid off for him. I don't think there's any <laughs> question. That's, what, that's changed everything. That changed everything. It was a game changer. <laughs> Who's next? Based on Twitter, I'm sure everybody and their brothers called bitching about the call Greg, uh, Greg Ives made at the end there. Let me tell you something. We weren't going to win that damn race. Kevin Harvick was too damn fast, and two tires with that gamble was about the only way we were going to get it done. And here's the other thing. We took two tires, and we still finished top five. So you know what? Everyone just needs to shut the hell up, let it go, be happy with a top five finish, and let's go kick ass at Phoenix. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Good attitude. I like it. Bohonix up next. Get us a win out there. It's been a while. Who's next? First off, who in the f*** tells an Earnhardt not to be scared? What the hell? And the two-tire thing at the end? Come on. I mean, come on. What the hell's going on? Where's Steve Letard? Let's bring him back. That's all I got to say. I don't understand. I think she's referring to when Greg said, don't be scared to move the track bar. That's what made that call happen? I guess. I mean, that's a fireable offense, Mike Davis. Come on. No, no, no. I I mean, like, (laughs) that's not the same as – I don't understand, I guess. Do you, Adam? No. No, I'm more confused about – we have three top fours. Yeah, yeah no, no, it, 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 that, that doesn't count, Adam. It doesn't count. Quit trying to be rational here. I, I don't know what the woman meant either. I know this. She's upset because we didn't win the race, and it's Greg Ives' fault, and Steve Letarte would have won. 
I think that's basically what she's trying I mean, to say. Th- th- there's that, and then somebody tweeted me yesterday talking about how Dell Jr. is an awful teammate, and he should never treat a teammate that way. And I'm that one. I have no idea what that meant. Do, do you guys? I don't know, but that other caller thinks Casey Kane's a bad teammate. So, yeah, and Jimmy's <laughs> a bad teammate too because he didn't let Junior win last week. So. Who knows? I think we can all agree Jeff Gordon is the only bad teammate. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> to hear Dale Jr. being pissed about qualifying, I had an idea this race was going to be a hell of a race for Team 88, but, man, did it blow my expectations out of the water. Hearing getting a little redneck towards TJ Majors there, I mean, I kind of like that. You know, yeah, he gave him TJ hell, and then – a few minutes later, Junior comes on. Sorry, man, it's a whole different team with Team 88 this year. Just excited to see what the next few races bring. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What was that about? Do you well, remember? Yeah, I think it's when we did that two-tire and it was just in a lot of traffic. Or it was at the beginning of the race. We did something, and we were in a lot of traffic. And TJ was trying to explain, because I guess somebody was about to spin out, yeah. explain yeah, where to this. go. Yeah. And I think Dale had it under control, but yeah. didn't. You know what I mean? Like, it was really, at that point, it was loose. It was hard to drive. Um, So, I think he was so fired up because he knew he had a decent car that he just felt like uh, sharing something with TJ. TJ. Yeah, which (laughs) is right. For us, it's not unnormal. You know? Like, that's, it's great to see. Right, right. We encourage that kind of behavior by Dale. (laughs) (laughs) All right, who's next? All right. All you guys on Twitter need to calm down. There's no difference between a second-place finish and a fourth-place finish. Greg Ives is going to be a great, great crew chief. All of you on Twitter are calling for his head already. It needs to calm down. The guy is three races in to his new job, okay? Just give it a break, all right? They race way better than they did today than they did at Las Vegas last year. The only reason they finished second because they took a, a gamble on fuel. Give it a break. We're going to win races, and we're going to win a championship. Calm the F down. I got to tell you, man, I, I mean, I just don't know how anybody could feel more confident about championship hopes after three weeks than, than – I just don't know how that's possible. I'm not saying they're going to win the championship. I'm not saying that all these wins are going to come. I'm, not, I'm simply saying, Mike, how could you be more confident based off of what you've seen so far? I'd be pretty confident. I could be more confident if I was Kevin Harvick right now. I'm kidding. Uh, the confidence is there. I mean – Personally, I think it's the comfort level he has with the interior of his machine. You know, and then I, there's that's that. What I thought. I, that's what I thought. Right. I mean, you know, Adam puts that little fuzzy dice in the in the rear view yeah, there. That's and, right. And it's like the new car smell. What is it? It like, does. The, the, the scent yeah. in there is unbelievable. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. it's you know, how could it's you not really be orange, orange scented orange scent, Of course ticket. it is. That's the right. secret. Right. Just, right. just let it let's, let's play one more. Me either. That's the sound of no one talking about Greg Ives. You know why? Because he's a bad mother. F- <laughs> teams are on the top five alter races. What you gonna do now? What you gonna talk about now, NASCAR? Not Greg Ives and Dale Jr. in the number 88. That's right. Because they're on point all year. It's gonna be like this all year. I love it. I love this attitude. I love the confidence level. Clearly, you hear it in uh, Dale's voice and Adam's voice and everybody's voice right now through the first few weeks of the season. Reaction Theater is open 24-7. All you have to do is call toll-free 1-855-740-1902 and leave us your voicemail message. We'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo Radio. Time now for It Takes a Nation, presented by Nationwide. You know, when it comes to a segment on being on Junior's side or being part of Junior Nation, 
I honestly cannot think of anyone more fitting for this than the gentleman that's in here right now. That's J.R. Rhodes. But the interesting thing about you, J.R., is your Earnhardt story goes way before Dale Jr. Oh, yeah. When did you start with Big E? Nin- May of 1994. The first race was the All-Star Race. And how did you get that job? I uh, started in Daytona Beach. I worked there for 12 years in the ra- for the racetrack in the PR department. Dale had lost his PR guy to NASCAR, Kevin Triplett, who's now at Bristol. Kevin left, and they were looking for a replacement, and I put my name in the hat. Been working hard, went to school, been working at the racetrack, trying to get a position, and to move into the PR side, and Dale Seniors came up. I put my name in the hat, and they took a chance on me, and uh, that's how it started. What was your impressions of Dale up until that point? Like, were you a fan of his? Did you care at all? And I've never pulled for another race car driver that wasn't named Earnhardt. And I started in 1980 watching racing. And from that point, the first guy I ever met in racing was Dale. So I've always been an Earnhardt fan. So he was my hero. And then I got to be around him at the racetrack throughout that time. So became more and more getting to know him, becoming more and more what he did. And uh, just really was a huge fan at the same time and enjoyed him as a friend. And that started basically uh, your... I don't know how we call it, a carousel of hats that you have worn in your career with the Earnhardts. What was the name of the agency that you started off with? Champion Sports. Champion, then progressing over to DEI, and now to Junior Motorsports. You have started a production company. We've got Whiskey River, all of these things that you basically run yourself, uh, or with the help of a team for Sure. sure. But you wear so many hats when it comes to the Dale Junior machine. I honestly don't even know where to start. <laughs> yeah, I guess I never said no. Right. <laughs> was where it came. I was like, let's try this. I'm like, okay, let's try it. Hammerhead Entertainment, the studio that you operate, basically started with you taking a camera around with Dell Jr. just documenting things. Pretty much. Pretty much we started filming stuff and um, started the XM radio show, Dell Jr. Unrestricted. And it was like, well, who's going to do it? Who's going to help put it together? I was the one that was there the whole time, so I did it, uh, which turned into the production, which turned into Hammerhead, which videos back in the day he was like all right well let's try this and uh so it was just like the word no just didn't happen like let's try it and those things seemed to grow and they grew into hammerhead which is a great company that uh, a team over there's running doing television commercials and web content and then uh the same conversation came up about whiskey river let's open up a bar all right sure let's try it (laughs) And uh, we've been very, very successful with that as well. Um, but throughout the years, I mean, I started doing you know, the PR, started doing doing the day-to-day, and then just grew and grew and grew. I, I really wanted to have you on this segment last week because if anybody out there with a pulse didn't see the I Am Dale documentary on Spike TV, they really need to go to SpikeTV.com and watch it because it was fabulous. Great show. But when I watched it, I couldn't help but notice that J.R. Rhodes makes cameo appearances quite a bit in that most significantly in the segments where Dale Earnhardt and Rusty Wallace were feuding at Bristol. And I think there was a water, ball, water bottle involved. Uh, there were some words exchanged. And right in the middle of it is my man J.R. Rhodes. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. Saturday Night Racing, man. <laughs> and like, like when you think back, can you go right back to that moment when you think about that incident? Or is it sort of a fog? No, I, I very, very well remember that one. What was the situation? Well, the situation was, was Rusty was pissed the entire race because Dale wrecked Rusty early in the race and put him back to the back of the line. From that point on, Rusty was mad. Dale actually, they actually, I want to say they penalized him and put him to the back of the pack too. 
And he drove all the way through, and Dale was in the top five, drove through the whole race. He was in the top five. Well, Bristol at the time, they had fences that would right. divide the, the garages, which are no longer there. Well, Rusty pulled his car into the garage area where he was, and there was a fence, and he couldn't get through. And Dale was at the top five, so he was at the gas pumps. Rusty was at the fence saying something. Well, he wanted to get Dale's attention. So the next thing we know, a flying water bottle comes through. And it's thrown by Rusty. And then he works his way over to where Dale's at, finally. And next thing I know, I'm in the middle of it. I'm I'm keeping Rusty away from Dale and Dale from Rusty and making sure neither one of them hit each other after 500 miles you know, at Bristol. So uh, it was very, very intense there for a while. Uh, the lesson I walked away from that was the, the next day, Dale, after he watched the video, comes to me and goes, Hey, man, never hold both my arms. Always leave, me, <laughs> always leave me one arm, so in case I have to swing, I can. So, uh, so that was a, that was the lesson of the day, and uh, always, always remembered it. <laughs> always leave him an arm. Leave me an arm so I can swing if I need to. Did you so. think that they might come to blows at all? You never, you know, yeah. You never know. It's right? Very, very easily, you know, being at Bristol and the intenseness that goes on at Bristol. Yeah, it's, and and that seemed like I didn't know that, but yeah. that was fuming. If Rusty had to wait 450 laps to get his point across he'd just been sitting on that yes uh and you know probably just getting angrier yeah. well jr thank you for doing this sure. um you again you have been on the junior machine and behind the scenes uh for longer than any of us in this building not named kelly probably pretty much i think that's probably accurate right yeah yeah um, the first person i walked into when we worked at champion was kelly kelly right. worked there with me Right. So you are uh, a fiercely loyal person and somebody that's absolutely an integral part of the Dell Jr. machine here. So thank you for doing that. And fans, sure. listen, for behind-the-scenes content all season long, go to Nationwide 88, the Twitter handle and the Facebook page, Nationwide 88. They've got that thing covered. And also, remember, they're on your side. Just like J.R. Rhodes, oh, yeah, it's all Nationwide is on your side. Good stuff from a man, J.R., and from Mike Davis. All right, Wednesday, Kelly is joined by another woman who keeps Dale Jr. in line. His Hendrick Motorsports PR guru, Laura Scott. No oh, offense, yeah. Adam. No offense, Adam. You know, I know that you're the interior PR guy. Did he just call <laughs> you a woman? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but, you know, he's the interior PR during the race guy. But nevertheless, anyway, Laura's coming on uh, Wednesday. Can't and wait. she does a great job. That's awesome. Uh, and she's on this week's episode of Fast Lane Family, presented by Wella Professionals. Thursday, check out Junior Motorsports Upfront with Regan Smith and Heath White. Should be interesting what Regan has to say about Vegas. You can also keep up with all of Dale Jr.'s press conferences throughout the year on said Jr. presented by Nationwide. And, of course, don't forget about the Monday recap presented by Spy as Miss Amanda recaps the full weekend for the Junior Motorsports Xfinity truck and late model teams as well as Dale's Sprint Cup Series run. Are you going to make Adam read the white flag? No, I think I'm going to do it. Because I I want Adam to come back. Here we go. (laughs) White flag right there. White flag. Well, Junior stayed out west. Did you know Junior stayed out west, Adam? That that they're out there with, you know, that's why TJ's not here and all this stuff. So there's not a lot going on uh, this week as far as Junior's schedule goes. So that being said, I don't mind to brag a little bit that, uh, you know, we had our Atlanta win celebration breakfast this morning. Uh, That doesn't affect anybody. We did? Yeah, we did. I missed it. It's actually happening tomorrow morning. Oh, (laughs) Amanda. <laughs> let's, start that, let's start that over. <laughs> no, that goes in. That goes in. <laughs> that goes sure. in. That is not edited out. <laughs> <laughs> She's back, y'all. She's back. She's on top of it. She brought her A game. Uh, I got a question for you, Taylor. Yes, sir. What has Kevin Harvick done at Phoenix? Uh, he's 
punked Tyler Overstreet. That was at Texas. Oh. At Phoenix, he's won 11 times. And we put out a little video this past week about what has Kevin Harvick done at Phoenix, and you can check it out at jrmracing.com or on YouTube or Junior Motorsports' YouTube channel. But you got to check it out because it's also the debut of my daughter uh, appearing in a video. So, uh, But along those lines, Phoenix is giving fans an awesome ticket package if you want to attend both races this weekend. It's the Kevin Harvick number 88 ticket special. Get you in both the Xfinity Series race on Saturday and the Sprint Cup race on Sunday for the price of $88. That's right. That's ticket to each of the races for a single price of $88. Go to phoenixinternationalraceway.com to take advantage of that. Also, Taylor, we've got new Dirty Mo' Radio stuff in the Junior Nation retail store as well as on shopjuniornation.com. That's shopjrnation.com. What you got? The new Dirty Mo' Radio hat, of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. You know, between the hat and the spy sunglasses, you really have no excuse to have sun in your eyes. <laughs> or a sunburn. Yeah. Well, you could. <laughs> if you're TJ, you could. You know, he has that little raccoon look going on. But, uh, yeah, the, the new hats are in. You should get one. And uh, also the Xfinity Series race this weekend at PIR, PIR is on Saturday. Cup race is on Sunday. Check our websites for all the race info, TV information. And that's about it. It's really just all about Adam Jordan today. Uh, you crushed it, my friend. Adam, you he totally did. crushed it. Thanks for having me. It's hey, it's awesome. you better come back. Yeah, I think if you all invite me, I'll come back. No, really. Right, no, 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 like next week, man. <laughs> we'll see you on Monday. <laughs> for Adam Jordan, for Dale Earnhardt Jr., for Mike Davis, for Amanda Wolfmeyer, I'm Taylor Zarzer. This has been the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Well, that wraps week three, I think. Week three of the download for this year, 2015. Yeah, and you know what? I mean this seriously, and I can be serious occasionally. It was good to have you back in. I, we didn't have you back. last week, so uh, it was good to have you. And I didn't miss Chick-fil-A yet, so. No, you did. But you know, <laughs> you know what you did miss? Last week, I kind of took the liberty of uh, awarding out some spy sunglasses with a happy lens. You did? To a reaction theater that. caller. And uh, so that, that was a lot of fun, but... Um, the spy sunglasses were a hit. Good, good. you got to get people to buy some. Well, you know how you do that? You can go online to spyoptic.com and find your pair of Signature 88 sunglasses. They have uh, Dirty Mo, McCoy, Quanta, Farah. General. General. I think we covered them all. If you go to check out and enter the code <laughs> Daytona, Daytona, <laughs> you get 20% off your purchase. We're rusty, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs>